0: Yeah, I think a pint of ale, don't you, Holmes? It's a warm evening. Yes, a sound choice, Watson. Uh, Two ales, please, Come in right up, sir. I tell you, he's not to be trusted. Fine, doctor. Foreigner he
1: may be, but he cured my Becky in no time. Give
2: him his due, Mister Morton. His due. If I give him his due, I'd take a horsewhip up to the lodge this very evening.
3: In fact, I'm almost persuaded to do just that.
1: (laughs) Doctor Juan Lana is not just a foreigner. He's a fake, a total fake. Now get out of my!
0: Seems the tempers run high in this place, Barnum. Oh
1: well, that's the young squire, Arthur Morton. He's not blooded, but a of nicer fellow you could meet in a day's match. Wouldn't hurt her fly, no, not him. Here, here, your drinks, sir.
4: Sure.
5: present the stories of Sherlock Holmes.
3: Tonight, The Spanish Doctor.
5: Sherlock Holmes and I have been in Yorkshire where Holmes had successfully dealt with the case of the Whitby Widow. We'd been a little delayed in our plans to return to London, and, uh, feeling tired and a little weary, we'd agreed to stay overnight at the Mitre Inn and Bishop's Cross before catching the train from York. Bishop's Cross seemed a pleasant enough village, and the inn was old-fashioned but comfortable. We had a pleasant supper and retired to the bar for a cool drink to end that summer evening. Holmes had always maintained that if you wish to know what went on in country places, the way to find out was to listen to the talk in the local bar. We did, and found it quite interesting. But as we were to leave the following morning, we took scant notice. We retired to our rooms quite early, and I slept almost at once. It was quiet and blissfully peaceful, until... Watson, Hmm? Watson, wake up, wake
0: up. uh, Holmes? Uh, what's the matter? Oh, Wake up, Watson. I've just been called by the local police. It seems there's trouble at one of the local estates. Someone has been killed, and knowing I was staying here, they've sent for me. Come, I have no wish to tackle this alone. You must get dressed immediately. Hurry, Watson, hurry. I was in no way pleased, but dragged
5: myself from the comfortable feather bed and washed the sleep from my eyes. Ten minutes later, we were in a dog cart with a young farmhand urging his pony forward through the morning mists. Sorry, I can't tell you more, Mr. Holmes. The inspector, he just said I was
6: to
0: get you up to the lodge right soon. The lodge? Is that the home of Dr. Juan Lana? Why? How come you know that? Thought you'd be a stranger in this part. I am. I just happened to overheard the name mentioned at the bar last night. Uh, the Morton, I think it was. He seemed to dislike the good doctor. Ah, uh, they
6: ain't friends. Never since the doctor broke off his engagement to Francis Morton, half her sister... Be the doctor who's dead, so I understand. Dead in mysterious circumstances, I don't know any details, sir. You'll have to be asking Inspector Barry about that. Ah, there be the lodge. Won't be long now.
5: The Spanish lodge, as it was called locally, was a small wooden-built house on the hillside above the village. Well kept, with neat lawns and flower beds, it was obviously the home of someone of comfortable means. We made our way up the stone steps and into the hall, where a police constable stood on guard. An inner door opened, and a plain bustled towards us. Holmes, oh,
1: Shower Holmes, Remember me? Inspector Berry. Uh, late of K Division East Ham. Seconded to York over a year ago. Of course for... I remember you, Berry. Good to see you again. I oh, hear yeah, you were staying overnight at the mitre, and I hope you don't mind this early call, but it seems an opportunity not to be missed. Uh, Dr. Lano owns this house, and practice has been killed. I think it must be murder. Uh, when did this happen, and what caused his death? Well, come and see for yourself. Oh, uh, good morning, Doctor Watson. Uh, sorry to have appeared to ignore you. I uh, value your
5: visit. You may be of great help. <laughs> good morning, Inspector. Yes, if I can be of any assistance, then of course.
1: Oh, well, uh, this way then. Eh?
5: The room we were shown into was large. It contained a sofa and easy chairs, a large desk and bookcases round three walls. There was a stone fireplace, many rugs across the wooden floor. Leading from the room was a small dressing recess with wash bowls and toilet facilities. It was obvious that the doctor used his study for professional purposes. As for the good doctor himself, at the side of the table, away from the window, he was stretched upon his back. No doubt that he was dead, and that it was a violent death. One of his eyes was blackened, and there were marks of bruises about his face and neck. The thickening of his features suggested to me that the cause of death had been strangulation.
0: Ah. He used this room as a home surgery, it seems. That's right. Uh, that's the outside door.
1: It's clear that someone entered from there, killed the doctor and escaped unseen. That the assailant was a man is
0: certain from the footprints outside and the nature of the injury. Yes, it's very seldom that I have the opportunity to examine a murdered man in these circumstances. I shall make a thorough investigation of the body and this room. Uh, how many people live in this house? Oh, just an elderly man servant who attends to the house... Uh, the cook, housekeeper,
1: the coachman, and the surgery boy sleeper.
0: Mm.
1: Did the man-servant hear anything? I believe so. His name is Blobs, but he's still in a state of deep shock. Uh, perhaps, uh, once you've completed your examination, you'd care to join me in questioning him? Yes, yes, certainly.
0: I shall be about half an hour. Have Bloggs wait in the hall. Find out if there were any visitors last night, and patients who were expected to call. Names and addresses of everyone he saw yesterday. Meanwhile... Ah, oh, yes, this is very interesting. I'd often watched Holmes at work, but rarely had
5: I seen him so thorough. He examined the body and every inch of the rugs and carpets surrounding it. Then he went into the washing recess. I watched with amazement as he picked several items out of the basin with tweezers and placed them in an envelope. He spent a long time looking at the dead man and was clearly puzzled. Then, locking the door behind him, he walked across the hall to where an elderly gentleman in a state of deep shock was seated by the hat stand.
3: I can't believe it, sir. It's not possible good master's dead.
0: You must try to recall all you can about last evening. Now, when did you last see your master?
3: Oh, about half past nine, sir. I went in there, and he was writing at his desk, and I bade him goodnight and went about my duties, and it was, it was about eleven o'clock when I went to go upstairs, and a short while later... I, I thought I heard a cry or a call of some sort, and I went back down here and I tapped on the door. Doctor Hey, doctor, sir, are you all right? Who is that? Who is that at this house? I'm here, sir. Blogs. I beg that you leave me in peace. Go back to your room this Well I thought uh, I heard you call out, sir. Is everything all right? Perfectly uh, all right. Go. Got Go to bed. Go leave Oh, very good, sir.
6: Let us solve this homework
3: for once and for all. How dare you come here and cause this problem? There was someone in there with him, sir. And I, I couldn't tell who it was. I, I went back to my room, but sleep came out. And about an hour later, I can't be sure of the time, but I, I got up to open the window a bit wider. It means that you're not night. You did you
0: see anyone in the grounds? Well come, man, come, speak up.
3: Uh, Yes, said there was someone, a, a, a man, walking away from the house, from the surgery door. I, I couldn't be sure it was, but but it was bright moonlight. You
0: thought you recognised the man?
3: Well, I can't be sure, of course. But well, yes, it it looked to me like like young Arthur Morton. Mm.
5: It took Holmes another hour before he felt satisfied enough to let Inspector Berry remove the body of Dr. Lana. Then, after studying the list of patients who had called the day before, he asked to be taken to Vine Cottage, the home of Arthur Morton. Frances Morton, his sister, received us.
4: I am sorry, Mr. Holmes, Dr. Watson, my brother isn't in at the moment. Can I help you in any way? Obviously, you've called regarding the dreadful death of Dr. Lana. We are... We're all very, very upset.
0: Yes, I'm sure you are. Uh, Please do tell me everything you know about this man. Am I right in thinking that you knew him extremely well? Was there perhaps some emotional tie at one point?
4: You're very astute. It's no use pretending. You'll find it all out quite soon. So, yes, I... I will tell you all I know about Juan Lana.
0: Uh, Please do. Leave nothing out, however unimportant it may
4: seem. Well, Juan came here to Bishop's Cross some ten years ago. He was of Spanish blood... Some even say royal blood. He'd lived for years in South America and quite naturally the villagers resented such a grand foreigner. But he was a doctor of medicine and a very brilliant one. He established a practice. It took years for him to win the confidence of the people, but he did. He was eventually well respected and even well loved.
0: When did you yourself become acquainted with him?
4: Uh, About two years ago, when I returned from Europe. We, we, We fell in love. And uh, and six months ago we, we announced our engagement. I I find this most painful, you see.
0: But please take your time. Tell me all you can.
4: Well, Juan's attitude suddenly changed. He became morose, withdrawn. It was it was as though he was suddenly frightened, living in fear of the future. Then without any reason at all, he he broke off our engagement. He said he couldn't marry me and but and that for my own good. He wished me to be free. Oh, I, I can't tell you how, how, rejected I felt. How miserable was and, and now he's dead. He's murdered.
0: Well, it appears that he died as a result of wounds sustained in a fight. Tell me, Miss Morton, and you may as well be quite frank, have you any idea who could have done this deed?
4: Oh, no. No, of course not.
0: What did your brother feel about Dr. Lana? Did they not
4: hate each other? wasn't Arthur. It couldn't have been. It wasn't Arthur. Please believe me. It wasn't. Oh, tell me it wasn't
5: Arthur. Frances Morton had tried valiantly to control her grief, but when questioned about her brother, she broke down completely. There was little we could do but hand her over to the careful attention of her maid and leave the house. Arthur Morton had not returned. And we soon found out why. He was held for questioning by Inspector Berry at the local police station. When we entered, he was sitting sullenly at the desk preparing a statement. First thing we noticed was that his face was puffed and bruised, his left hand clumsily bandaged.
1: Oh, come in, Holmes, Watson. Mr. Morton is about to help our inquiries by uh, telling us of his relationship with a dead man and of his movements last night. Neither of which has any
2: bearing on the murder. I admit that I disliked Lana. After what he did to my sister Frances, I considered him a complete outsider. An untrustworthy foreigner. And the fact that he is dead doesn't alter my opinions.
1: You quarreled with the deceased on many occasions.
2: Only a couple. After jilting Francis, he went out of his way to avoid me. He steered clear of Vine Cottage. He knew what a reception he would get from me if he came near our home. But in spite of this, I never laid a finger on him. I certainly didn't kill him.
3: Those
1: injuries that you show, the bandaged hand, those
2: bruises... How did you come by those? Gypsies. There have been a band of roaming gypsies with their caravans parked on my land, at the back towards the lodge. They caused trouble with fires. I went out after them last night and, well, there was a bit of a rough house. I consider I didn't come off at all badly.
1: I see. Well, perhaps as you're talking about last night, you'd be good enough to give me your exact movements.
2: Well, it was quite late. About 11 o'clock, I think. I was locking up when I saw the fires between the trees. I went over to remonstrate. You know how dry everything is in this hot weather. A couple of these Romany types took exception to my orders and I had to knock one of them down.
1: Did you go near the lodge at that time? I walked back
2: down the side lane. I didn't go near the house, although I noticed that the lights were on in the room Lana uses as a study and consulting room.
1: You didn't go near the house? What if I tell you that you were seen in the grounds? Whoever says he saw me must have been mistaken. Blogs. The manservant says he saw you from his bedroom window. You were walking away from the surgery door. The time was after 11 o'clock. Clogs, that old man. With failing sight, how could he have
2: identified anyone in the middle of the night? And from the top window under the eaves. You know his window.
1: Or could you perhaps have seen his light on also? Of course I know the layout of the house. Mr. Morton, might I ask to see the boots you wore when you went up to the gypsy encampment last night?
2: Oh, I I don't remember which ones I wore. They, They could be in the boot cupboard,
1: I suppose. Why? I should like to take them with me when I return to the lodge. Do you
0: mind? Not at all. Good. Have you any questions to ask this young man, Holmes? Uh, not at the moment, Inspector. I think he should be allowed to go home and comfort his sister. She was most unwell when we left Vine Cottage. Thank you, Mr. Holmes. Please will excuse me, gentlemen.
5: Holmes was in a particularly thoughtful mood as we made our way back up the hill to Spaniard's Lodge. And once again, Holmes lit himself into the study and carefully inspected the room. He rang the bell, and Bloggs appeared instantly.
0: Can I help you, sir? Uh, Yes, Bloggs. Now that the body of your master has been
3: removed, has anything been touched in this room? No, sir. I kept it locked on the inspector's instructions.
0: Ah, Good. Then can you tell me if you can notice anything missing from its usual place? uh,
3: No, sir. I don't think so. It all appears much the same. Of course, I haven't... Why, that's strange. The photograph on the desk, it, 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 it's an empty frame. Someone has removed the actual photograph.
0: Allow curious. Yes, curious indeed. Because nothing else has been stolen. Dr. Lana's gold watch was still on his wrist. Money in his wallet, in his smoking jacket. Valuable couplings and tie pins in the box in the dressing room. Well, clearly, robbery was not the motive for breaking in here, but. Yes, the photograph is missing.
3: What was the photograph, Bloke? Oh, it was uh, it was one of Miss Frances Morton, sir, the young lady from Vine Cottage to whom Doctor Lana was uh, one time engaged. Ah, uh, yes, yes,
0: I see. Yes, that makes sense. Yes, well, thank you, blogs, That will be all.
3: Oh, thank you, sir.
0: Look here, Holmes.
3: What's
5: this all about? Blessed if I can see that any of this makes sense. Now, you surely don't think you know
0: what happened last night? No, no, not yet. But I shall do very shortly. I think it's important that we stay on at the Mitre Inn for a few days. Is that all right with you, Watson? What could I
5: say? I was in no hurry to return to London in what promised to become a scorching heat wave. A few extra days at Bishop's Cross would be pleasant enough without the interest of the Spanish doctor case. As for Holmes, well, he seemed very intrigued. But he offered Inspector Berry no advice at all. Perhaps because Berry seemed to have already made up his mind.
1: I've tested Morton's shoes on the ground outside the surgery door. They fit exactly into the impressions left on the flowerbeds. I've also been up to the gypsy encampment. There are no caravans there. Of course, they could have taken fright and left, but uh, there's little evidence of wagon tracks. There's no sign of recent fires. Also there, there's a woman in the village who says she went up to the lodge to ask Dr. Lana to visit her sick daughter. The doctor didn't come to the surgery door when she rang. When she returned home, she also saw... Arthur Morton coming away from the gates. I think there's no doubt about it, Holmes. I'm issuing a warrant for his arrest. To me, it's an open and shut case. No publicity yet, of course, but I'll soon gather all the evidence I need.
4: Great
5: heavens, Holmes, I thought Inspector Barry said no publicity. Just look at this. Great banner headlines about the murder. And an early arrest of the local squire.
0: Mm. Well, I believe that the news has spread quite far afield. I shouldn't be surprised if most of the national papers had similar reports.
5: on earth yes. did they get these reports? Holmes. Holmes, this isn't your doing, is it? Me? Oh, why on earth should you think that, Watson? Because you've been so strangely secretive. You've allowed the inspector to have his head in this case. You haven't told him what your own views are or given him a single clue. And yet you insist on staying here.
0: Now, come on. What's it all about, Hopes? Tell me. Well, it's a little early yet, Watson, but regarding the giving out of clues, what would you think if you found a washbowl filled with soap and black hairs and a body with calloused hands? Hmm? Well, oh, I, I don't understand. No, I didn't for quite some time, but be patient, Watson. We must let the good inspector tread the wrong path in order to find the right one. A path that may bring Dr. Juan Lana back to life again. <laughs> Damn it all! I
1: don't understand it, Holmes. I've been made to look at cracking ass all right. Here it is,
0: spread all over the newspapers, and I haven't got my case together yet. I should be a laughing stock. How did the news get out? I don't think you should despair, Betty. In fact, I think you're going to make a startling success of this case. You do? Well, I'm darned if I can see how. Supposing we decide to all get together in this case, hold a council of war.
1: Well, I support that plan. As a matter of fact, I've been hoping for slightly more of a lead from you, Holmes.
0: No, if I know, I know. I've had my reasons for remaining in the background. Now, why don't we decide to spend the day quietly gathering together all the data possible and then, say, at nine o'clock tonight, we meet at the lodge. You, me, Watson, Arthur Morton and his sister, Francis, Bloggs, the man and any others whom you may suggest. Ah. You must all be wondering why you've been invited to come here this evening. Well, the answer is quite simple. It's necessary to conclude the investigations into the death of a man found dead in this very room. Uh, Firstly, let me set all your minds at rest. None of you is guilty of any crime. But But one was murdered.
4: Someone must have done it. With
0: due respect, Miss Morton, that is incorrect. You see, Dr. Lana was not murdered. Not... Ah, yet another guest. Uh, please be so good as to answer the front door blocks. What do you mean Lana was not murdered? You mean it was just an accident, the result of a fight? Death was the result of a fight, but... Ah, uh, please do come in.
6: I came as soon as I could. Come, I, I can believe
0: it! I am extremely what? sorry to give you a
6: shock like this, but I had to return. I could not let another man take the blame for murder. Now, look here, just what is all this? Your doctor, Juan Lana, the owner of this house?
0: Then what the devil? Who was murdered then? I think it was the doctor's twin brother, was it not, doctor? Perhaps you'd be good enough to tell us the whole story. Take your time and leave nothing out, however painful it may be for you or others in this room.
6: Very well, thank you. I feel I must tell the tale to you, Francis. It is a tale of confession. This gentleman, Mr. Sherlock Holmes, who was responsible for bringing me back here, is quite right. The dead man is my brother, Stefan. I was born in Madrid, the twin... My father, who came of the best blood of old Spain, took his family to South America when we were very young. He did well, but was killed in the riots at San Juan when we were children. We were forced to earn our own living. Stefan and I were identical. No one could tell us apart. But as we grew older, there was clearly a difference in our temperament. I have to say this. From reaching manhood, Stefan developed evil ways. I grew up in horror of him, often taking the blame for his notorious behavior. I found my career in jeopardy. I left the Argentine forever to seek happiness in Europe. I worked hard, got my degrees, and came here. For years, I thought I was free of Stefan. I found you, Francis, and fell in love. I am still
4: in love. Oh, Juan, my dear.
6: Then, some while ago, I received a letter. Stefan had traced me. He was coming to see me. I immediately knew that the terror of my childhood would be repeated would bring disgrace upon me by impersonating me, borrowing money, causing scandals. I had to protect the one I loved. I broke off our engagement. It seemed the only thing to do.
2: Why the devil didn't you tell us all this?
6: Now come clean. I am of proud Spanish blood. I am not an Englishman. Oh,
1: get on board. What happened, Doctor?
6: The other night, he arrived. He had walked from York and said he was tired and ill. I was shocked. His appearance—he was just the same, apart from sporting a thin moustache. But my medical knowledge told me that there was some serious internal malady. He'd been in a fight with some sailors from the ship he'd arrived in at Hull. His poverty contrasted with my own well-being. This angered him, and he began to abuse me, demanding drink and money. He threatened and insulted me, using the most foul language. I am a hot-tempered man, but I remained master of myself, and I never raised a hand against him. My coolness only aggravated his anger. He raved and cursed, and then... Then he became contorted in a horrible spasm, and clutching at his own throat fell to the carpet. His diseased heart had broken down. His own violence had killed him.
4: Juan, my poor Juan.
6: I couldn't face it. It seemed there was only one thing I could do. I changed places with him shaved off his mustache, dressed him in my clothes, and took these, the ones I stand up in. And your photograph I took as a remembrance, Francis. If I am guilty of a crime, it is one of deception, but not of murder. You do believe that,
5: don't you, Francis? A subsequent investigation into the case of the Spanish doctor proved that Juan Lana had been speaking the truth. It was proved that his twin brother had travelled over in a cargo boat from South America and that the ship's doctor testified that Stefan had a weak heart and could well have
0: died in the circumstances described. Two things were obvious, Watson. One, the fact that the dead man had been recently shaved. I found ample evidence of that in the wash basin, And the other was the state of the man's hands. A doctor does not do a rough seaman's job. I deduce that the dead man was not Dr. Lana. So... So it had to be someone who looked exactly like him. A twin brother was obvious. The rest was easy. A great deal of press publicity, a few telegrams to the nearest port of Hull, and that was that. Well, Inspector Berry can now tell the story and take the credit. I think we can proceed on our homeward journey now. Don't you, Watson? <laughs>
5: Listen again next Sunday to The Stories of Sherlock Holmes with Graham Armitage as Holmes and Kerry Jordan as
0: Dr. Watson.